We can talk about Verily. Godzilla versus Gigan. The nineteen seventy two Godzilla film. Motherfucking wretches. Really? Really? <laughs> I completely forgot they were there. There are so many other things in this film that like stand out in my mind more than the roaches. Like Godzilla speaking. Yeah, Godzilla speaking, Gink Angela speaking, the manga artist. The fact that there really weren't any kind of like strong monster scenes to like three quarters of the movie. That's pretty normal for Godzilla movie. Not gonna lie. The hell? Uh went to the wrong wiki page. What did we do? We did everything wrong. Alright, you've heard of your first pack your bags, it's done. This is how you talk about Godzilla versus Gigan. It makes your you end up on the wrong Wikizilla. You're a Wikizilla. I am not Wikizilla. You're Space Hunter at Nebula M. Yes, yes I am. Uh, I have orange goons and everything. I like that oh, Wikipedia, the main Wikipedia article just refers to them as giant insectoid aliens instead of specifying what the movie says they are. And, well, that is the American dub, technically. Uh, they were still very clearly, you know, played by cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're playing a drinking game, do not take a shot every time I go, yeah, because you'll die. So it has a cockroach? Yeah. <laughs> Mm. So yes, yeah, this was our Delve pick. Yep, this is this is my purely Vinny pick. Uh, I wanted a light, relatively dumb film after uh, Clockwork Orange. Mission accomplished. And I I, I knew what to see in that mission. Mm. If I had if I had remembered there'd be cockroaches, I would put a different dumb Godzilla film from the seventies. And that's much appreciated. Which would have had a cockroach-looking monster, but does not really look like a cockroach. Mm. That would have been Godzilla vs. Megalon. This was uh, an interesting Godzilla movie. This is very typical of uh, the early 70s Godzilla films. Godzilla the pro wrestler? Yeah, when they definitely go away from any sort of serious uh, attitude and more towards films for kids. Yeah, yeah. King of the Monsters. I mean, that's, that's arguably the only good Godzilla film, in my opinion, is the, uh, the original 54 film. Sure. After that, it's much more mixed bag, and uh, you get some good monster films. You don't get many good film films, I think. You get a handful in that 30-film collection. Would you uh, like to render us a plot? Sure. So this film, as I mentioned, the 1972 film, uh, we have our manga artist main character, who is a sen- who is really a not a good... He's a fairly good artist, but not a good writer. Mm-hmm. No, Maybe. no. His his character ideas are awful. Bizarre, are awful to say the best. They're they're very standard of what I you know bad you know making jokes about the seventies monsters of things. I think the two he brings up are one that is the the monster of what is it? Um, overbearing mothers. And there's the homework monster and the homework monster. Yeah, and those those are a special kind of you know bad monster from that early seventies and. Tokusatsu in that era of things. So he, he brings this and it fails. And he gets a job with working for I think, Peace Land or Godzilla Land uh, as a character designer and story writer for their theme park. Sure. And then we quickly find out that uh, they are, in fact, evil aliens trying to impose some sort of peace upon the Earth. I think you're stressing quickly. They, he very slowly finds out. 
the audience very quickly realizes what's going on. Right. I think as soon as you see that there are, like, uniformed goons, you know these are bad guys. Why didn't he consider the main bad guy, like, he's just like, he's so young! He didn't really look that young. You know, people aged differently back then. You were born at the age of, like, 40 back then, I think, in ah. the 70s. But, um, he, he, didn't look, he looked like he could have been, like, early 20s. Late teens to early 20s, I'd say. Really? Yeah. I would have easily believed someone go, no, he's 30. And I'd say, yeah, okay. <laughs> They're going to tell me his age, yeah, I'll believe it. But he looked, he looked, he looked, I thought he looked young. Okay. Especially young for, like, a CEO type. Mm-hmm. Where you like someone looking, like, a little more, you know, gray-haired. I guess. I don't really. Maybe it's a sign of the times. I expect CEOs to look young. I expect CEOs to look like, you know, especially in a 70s film. You want your CEO to, you know, wearing a three-piece suit and have, you know, like, pure white pushback hair. Possibly by Ronnie Cox. But now I think of Robocop. Yes. Yes, you are. And when is Robocop not always a good option? When it's the remake? The remake or some of the sequels, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then they fight back. Yeah, yeah, they fight back. Um, they, ha- they find tapes that, you know, summon monsters to Earth. And we have, apparently, Godzilla knows that this is happening. Yeah, well, Godzilla has to be awakened by one of the tapes. Ah. Like, when they play one of the tapes at the right speed, he seems to be alerted to what's going on. And then, like, gathers his ally. Yeah, him and Angelus. So the, the, the always, you know, always the always bridesmaid monster of uh, the Toho universe. He... He was definitely the comic relief. He, he's always the bridesmaid to Godzilla. Godzilla's always the bride, and Angelus is always the bridesmaid. Yeah, he was definitely comic relief. He was basically there so that Godzilla didn't have to fight two monsters at once. Yeah. Because the, the aliens summon not only the, the eponymous Gigan, but also, you know, perennial Godzilla arch nemesis King Ghidorah mm-hmm. to Earth. And they, you know, destroy some models. A lot of models, I think. They destroy, yeah. Some of them might have been stock footage from other films getting blown up. So this film makes liberal use of stock footage. And they, you know, they pro-wrestle. Yes. Yeah, they have a nice, you know, pro-wrestling match at the end. Just kind of goofy, and uh, Willink Gigan is a total asshole. And definitely the heel of that pro-wrestling match. Yeah. I'd also like to point out the sad, poignant look. On Godzilla's face as his opponents fly away and retreat. He's definitely, like, saddened that the fight is over. Well, because he knows this is the last time he'll ever see King Ghidorah until the remake, until the reboot universe. Really? Yeah, this is the fourth and final appearance of King Ghidorah in the Showa series of Godzilla films. And King Ghidorah did come into the reboot? Yeah. Yeah, King Ghidorah comes in, well, the, the 90s reboot series. There are many, many Godzilla reboot universes. It's a, it's the Godzilla multiverse. Sure. Although they all take all, 54 is in every Godzilla universe. Every one of them has that film in it. So the origin point of the multiverse. Yes, that that somehow that created some sort of weird nexus in time. Created an infinite number of films. So everyone goes back to Monster Island. Yep. Everyone lives happily ever after. Yes. Well, cuz this is an early 70s movie and I'm not going to fucking worry about spoiling. Godzilla and Angelus live happily ever after. King Ghidorah, I guess, you know, leaves. And Gagan will appear again next year in Godzilla vs. Megalon. 
Like you do. So that's what resembles a plot in this film. Yeah, that's pretty much it. They swim back, too, so nice for them. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they really can't, they, you know, Godzilla can't fly too far. Hmm. My favorite is, he can fly at all? Uh, one of, he, he, fly, he uses his breath to fly in one of the films. Okay. Rolls up into a ball and shoots at like a... Like you do. <laughs> the, the, the further you get into the Godzilla series, the dumber they get. My favorite part in this Wikipedia article is the last line of the plot where they t- say that Godzilla and Gera swim back to Monster Island, but not before Godzilla turns around and gives a roar of triumph and thanks to his human friends. Really? Yeah, the hu- I mean, the humans did love Godzilla Tower. That was, you know what pisses me off so hard about this movie? Is that... Tell me. It's like the stupidest movie ever. But I still felt bad for Godzilla as they pound on him with a laser. Yeah, I mean, again, I drove emotions for me. Well, yeah, that means it's not—that means it's not the dumbest Godzilla film. But you, but it's still mad. Like, you feel bad for Godzilla when he's just getting kicked, you know, when he's down, or blasted by Godzilla Tower. That's the like I didn't mind the kick. The kicking when he's down is his head happens. People fight. Monsters fight dirty. It's, no, not all. Godzilla doesn't fight dirty. Godzilla and Anglas fight honorably. Uh-huh. They're not dirty heels. So explain to me what the benefit is of, like, how is it honorable that Godzilla tells Aegeus, hey, just throw your back onto this monster while I hold him here. That doesn't seem very honorable. Eventually you got to break down that honorable rule. So uh-huh. once, once the heel does those things, how convenient for Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla's, not, Godzilla's never the heel at this point. He's always, he's now the good guy. Defender of defender of Japan and friend of children. But yes, the laser the laser blast the repeated laser blast knocking him down may have may have welled me up a little. Remember you got into the the, the the human team in this film. They're not worth getting into. Oh come on, they're you know we're not talking about dirty hippie. They're so weird. They're they're, they're I think that they this they're is the Scooby Gang. Yeah, but they at least have something you know they're not boring to watch. I thought. No, I suppose not. Which easily could kill any Godzilla film is. You know, there's only so much time you can fill with suit actors. Where if you have a decent human story that has some engagement, mm. you're not going to hate that, you know, hour or so that isn't monster fighting. We were certainly sad that um, that Gingo didn't have a job. He was kind of a moron, but still. He was a moron. He could, you know, probably could have, if he had found someone who could write a story. You don't run around calling women bitches no matter what. No. I don't think that was in the subtitled version. It's totally in the American version, where, like, when he gets turned down for the first time, or maybe the only time, really, that we see, and he meets with, I don't know, his agent? <laughs> girlfriend? I want to say agent, definitely. Definitely agent, possibly also girlfriend. And she's like, get back to work, blah, 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 you gotta keep looking, and, like, he's, like, under, kind of under his breath, he's like, bitch. And then she's like, what, would you like to repeat that? He's like, no, no. You know martial arts. Right. Yeah. What's he saying in the dub version? I forget. It might have been the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I can't get, I don't know Japanese, so I don't know if those opinions are accurate. Right. So. In any case, the Americans found it was important to call her that, so. He must be kind of a tool. <laughs> He's kind of a tool. I see. I I enjoyed the human plot enough that we had the, hey, hey, you're five, the five people were entertaining. There's enough story going on with them. Yeah, I mean, they had plans and they did things. It was a little bit of a stretch for them to like escape 
and run to the military and immediately talk to the person in charge of the military. There's a Godzilla protocol for these things. If there's an alien invasion... You just talk to anyone who comes to your door? Yes. When I feel like at this point, we're, you know, we've dealt with the Exilians, we've dealt with other alien invasions to Earth, dealing with super monsters. I'm sure there's a protocol when dealing with an alien invasion at this point. Weird strangers are at the door? Well, that must be our plot point. Get in here. You know what? It's a kid's movie. I'm not, I, 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 it's bad storytelling, but at least we didn't spend a half hour then trying to, like, find someone who they knew, who he knew, or, like, stalk him at a restaurant and, like, burst out, you know, as a fake waiter or something. I appreciate bad storytelling to move a bad, you know, to move a, a light story along. I'm not saying I wish it would have taken 20 more minutes. I just said it's a little bit of a suspension of disbelief. Eh, I'm okay with that. I'm, I, I'm willing to suspend a lot of disbelief to get a story moving along. No, this had some of the really... this The Godzilla suit in this film is falling apart. If you, I don't know if you noticed that. It was pretty bad. It was... You you can see, like, flaps of, like, skin peeling off at the end during the fight. I just said this has pretty bad special effects. Yeah, I mean... Although, um, I didn't mind, like, the lightning, you know? No, the lightning, but the... Not the Ghidra suit, but the Ghidra mon that flies around... Is is awful. Yeah, it wasn't very good. No, they they for some reason did not use the actual suit for for Ghidra to fly around, and they just used this like stiff model that just did not move. That it does not move. So yeah, he was kind of he wasn't very in the plot. I guess. I think they, just, I think they wanted to use him again. This is a cool looking model. I love the look of Ghidra. I love that look. But uh, they did not the the. the the solid suit did not work well in some scenes. And honestly, the biggest problem I had with the fight was that there was so much stock footage when they're fighting uh, King Ghidra. Not being a Godzilla connoisseur, I didn't really notice. I thought it was super noticeable because the, the, the lighting changed. You know, from like night to day, in a few shots in during that fight scene. I was like, wait a second. Either you're really bad at directing, or you were just finding other clips of monsters fighting to throw in here. So I found that a little distracting in the monster fight. Fair enough. I I don't know. It's just the monster fight was just. I, I have to be honest. It was just really boring. Really, I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it had a fun. It was it was. A, I thought it was a fun like ten minutes. It would have been a really fun like ten minutes, but it was longer than ten minutes. Was it that long? I thought it was only ten minutes to me. It stretched pretty hard. Wow. Oh. And there's only so much monsters using pro wrestling moves I can really take before it gets a little boring. It's a sad, sad state to live in. I know. But I was never, I was I was not one of those people who watched, you know, WWF or whatever. Not, I, I, I have actually never been a wrestling person either. Not even when you were a kid? No. But I do like me some monster fights. So we have uh, some. We have one Twitter question that we haven't covered yet. Okay. Uh, how awesome is Gigan's design? The Gigan's the spinny. That's Angulus. Really? Yeah. The spinny or the spiny? No, 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 not the spiny back. 
Oh, yeah, it's like, he has, like, the, some sort of weird buzz song. Yeah, the buzz song on the hook hand thing. Yeah, I like them. I, 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 I think I'm a fan of that design. That's probably why this film appeals to me. It's got a cool new monster design. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely liked it. Yeah, I thought it was a cool design. Although this film does not, should not be seen in HD, I think. I think you see too many of the flaws of this film when watching it in HD. Maybe. I didn't really, I just, I, I, not, like, I can't compare it. Like, I haven't seen the lesser quality, and it just was what it was. It was, like, a, an old movie. Well, you can see where they're very expensive. You can see how, you know, what texture is fabric a little too much, I think. Hmm. The, really, the best way to watch this is, like, find someone who recorded this off of, like, PIX in, like, 1982 or something. And, like, then record it five times to other tapes to watch it that way, to see it looking as cheap as possible of the, the video quality. That might be that's, – that's a real commitment there. You can find it. I'm just saying that's a, that's a lot of commitment just to watch something that you can just pop it in the, the Blu-ray player. Or go on Hulu. Or go on Hulu. Yeah, the – I can't really – I didn't watch both, and you didn't watch both. I've watched both. In the, I've watched the dub in the past, and I watched the sub this time. Because I watched I, – I, I watched the dub, and you watched that. But I didn't <laughs> see the sub, so I don't really. Yeah, the big difference is they don't do the talking thing in the sub. That was added in the dub for some reason. Oh, okay. It was just really like, I want to know who made that choice and why. <laughs> Godzilla has developed human speech. And like they're not, and they're speaking in English yes. to each other, where in the Japanese they're kind of like, Almost like a record backwards, it sounds like. So it's just this really inhuman noise sound. Which is just a very, very interesting choice to me of why they decided to do that. And there's no other film that I, that I know of that has Godzilla speaking. Thank God. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, it always threw me off when I saw this film. And I don't know why they it did was, it. It was really odd. Like, I saw that for the first time. I'm like, well, that's just not normal. Like, doing a chirping noise for the two monsters to, like, talk to each other. Sure. It's fine. You can understand what they're saying because there's just like pointing and gesturing involved. But having actual talking... It was really weird. It's it's not... It was a, I think that's a bad decision on there on whoever was, did the dub for this film. I agree with you. Which happens so rarely is to, you know, we'll have to do a happy dance after the cast. Yeah, we don't dance either. What is, what is, is this? Is this Footloose? This, this is AKB 0048. What? Uh, it, never mind. Someone just laughed at your joke. Yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> well, that's because you, you're, you're not informed enough. No. Yeah. How many, how many Anime Secret Santas do I have to go through before I'm, like, well-seasoned? Like, a hundred? Uh, until you're, like, 150th entries on your, on your my anime list, I'd say. I'm not even close. You'll get there. I'm not even remotely close. By the end of the, the next decade. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Alright, what's next on our list? Next up is a uh, return to one of our favorite directors, uh, John Carpenter's 1988 film, They Live. Score will be our next review. 80s? 1988. Nice. Yeah, because John Carpenter films after that, after the 80s, uh, mm. there's, there's not much of note. It's like, it like uh, In the Mouth of Madness is probably the one film of note I can think of. Which is... Bizarre. Yeah, it's a weird film. I, wa- I watched that. It was really weird. But it's got the dude from Jurassic Park, so... Also, Jurgen Porch now from, and from Black Hole. 
Not Black Hole. Um, what is that? Event Horizon. <laughs> who has who on from what Dune? Jorgen Porchnow from Dune. He plays uh, Duke Leto Atreides. Ah. Which, that film has really good acting, but not a good script. Well, that'll happen. 